Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Bosh! That, that's the best you got? Bosh! That, I do, all the other quotes give too much away, so I just went with bosh. So we are doing, we're doing something kind of rare today. We are doing something from 2022. Yes, this was interesting. It came across my desk and... Uh, it had the very unbelievable story of being canceled after one episode and having produced two. Yeah. Just made me go, well, why not just show the other episode? <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, this is Let's Make a Love Scene, a dating reality show. We haven't done too many of these. No, and I do love them. They're garbage and I love them. Yeah, we've done Daisy of Love. Yeah. And we've done I Want to Marry, marry Harry. Harry. And I think that's it. I, I feel like there may be an... Oh, uh, Boy Meets Boy. Oh, I forgot all about Boy Meets Boy. For good reason. Um, those are the three that come to mind. There might be another one back in the past a bit. Yeah. But we haven't done... Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yeah, we did do Megan Wants a Millionaire, yes. So we've done three or four. That being said, we're... Getting close to 200 episodes, and we've only maybe done a handful of dating reality shows. Mm-hmm. Room for one more. <laughs> Hurry back. So let's start by pouring... Hurry back. Let's start by pouring one out. What do you got there, Laura? Uh, I have a sassy smurf. Oh! Uh, my drink's a little bit purpley blue. Uh, You pointed out that this is Ellie Taylor who plays Sassy Smurf on uh, Ted Lasso. Yes, indeed. And she is carrying the show as best she can. (laughs) She's doing what she can. Yeah, it's a strawberry hibiscus margarita with a dash of blue curacao for color. Oh, gotcha. How is it? Oh, good. I'd imagine. Mm. Uh, What you got there? Okay. (laughs) I have... The nine and a half weeks. Oh, no. So there is a scene in nine and a half weeks that we'll get very much into where uh, it's a sex scene where she's fed a lot of food. She has uh, some jelly or some jello. Uh, She has a jalapeno pepper. She then chugs a glass of milk to, to cool down her mouth. She is sprayed with seltzer. And uh, then she's covered in honey. So, I tried to replicate that into one single drink. So, this is what I had, and this is the best I could do. So, we start with some cherry juice to represent the jelly. Is it the tart cherry juice the tart or the cherry- grenadine? No, the tart cherry, cherry juice instead of the grenadine. Uh, because it's, a, it's, a, it's from concentrate, so it's a bit thicker. So, I thought, oh, this represents the jelly a bit better. Uh, then for the spiciness, uh, I have some fireball to make it an alcoholic beverage. Uh, and then, uh, I have a thing of almond milk. That's like most of the base here. 
then we needed some seltzer, so I poured uh, half of a watermelon seltzer into this. And uh, then I mixed in a spoonful of honey. All right. Laura is doing her best not to gag. Uh, so uh, a, f- a few things, like milk and honey, like those are good things that go together. Yeah, and, no. like vanilla and cherry. And also, I forgot to tell you this, this is a very special drink swap episode of Stay Doomed. So we're going to swap drinks now. No, we're not. Swap, swap, no. swap the drinks. No. You, yeah. No, I... Uh, interestingly, it's we talk- about love scene and give and take. So we're going to. It's switch. also about boundaries and consent. And I didn't consent to that. <laughs> All right, I'm having a sip. I just nine and a half weeks style dropped some of my drink <laughs> on myself because I was pleased with myself for getting out of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so thick. <laughs> I think the, the, the thing about it is. <laughs> it- <laughs> Again, you're not the one drinking it. <laughs> the thing about it is that it's not thick. It's very thin. And like... No one made you take a second sip. You're aware I mean, of I'm going to finish it. That's the, the whole thing. We're pouring one out for this. This is what this show deserves. It's like... It's overpowered by the fireball... And then there's something kind of interesting underneath it, <laughs> but you can't taste it. Would you like a sip? No. All right. <laughs> I will respect your boundaries. So let's talk about, let's make a love scene. We are told about the various different iconic love scenes from various films. Is Bridgerton a film? Or a no, TV Bridgerton show. is very much a TV series. Okay, that's what I thought because they included Bridgerton. Wait, what the uh, the idea I had when they showed the Bridgerton clip was that they wanted to show the library scene from Atonement but couldn't get clearance. Mm. Like it was that very like prim and proper corset dress yes. type of love scene, and I almost thought they wanted to show the Atonement clip. Which, when I think of iconic sex scenes of the last, you know, 25 years, Atonement's there. The library sequence. And that's kind of what I thought when I saw that. I was like, oh, they wanted to show Atonement and couldn't. Okay. Uh, And they also show Love Actually. Yes. Gentle Listeners. Which scene do you think they show of Love Actually? Well, it's, of course, the, the body double scene. Yes, which, to be fair, some Americans do not know is a sequence in Love Actually. Oh, really? If you only ever watch Love Actually on television... Oh, that's a good point. That sequence is generally cut. Because it's not entirely important to the plot. Yeah. And it's easy to sever what ties them into the other characters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very... Those scenes are never shown on network, never shown on Freeform. Right. And they're usually... There are a lot of people who do not know Martin Freeman is in Love Actually. Hmm, that's a good point. Uh, I think the first time I saw it was on television, and then when my dad got the DVD, we had a bad day. (laughs) Yeah, so for those who don't know that there's a couple that kind of gets together because they are the body doubles on a film, 
and they are basically the body, the sex body doubles. So they are simulating sex and talking about the news. Yeah, just chatting. They're they're fun characters. Uh, I really enjoy them. What's uh, great is their whole point is that they talk about how they are essentially emphasizing how unsexy filming a sex scene is. Yeah, because like she is riding him, chatting about the prime minister, mm-hmm. like just. The but, same way you would chat with the barista. But they do fall in love. Yeah, they forge a genuine connection that is not based on physicality mm-hmm. uh, because they kiss for the first time and then he makes a joke and she goes like, naughty, and kind of balks despite how they met. Yeah. They're cool characters. I really like them. In but this. we also see her bare-chested on a YouTube feed. Yes. And I was like, so, oh, can they I, show that? I do want to point out that this originally aired on Channel 4 in England. Yes. Which they don't really care much about censoring nudity. So when this aired on Channel 4, I'm sure all the, the breasts and, and buttocks were there. Yeah. This has been on YouTube for a year and has not been taken down. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's clearly a copyrighted show from the Channel 4 that has nudity in it. Uh, I do think... We, we've we watched a lot of UK television shows on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the only one I've noticed be fussy is Taskmaster. Yes, but only the official release of Taskmaster. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the only one I've seen be fussy about pulling fan uploads is Taskmaster. Oh, okay. Because the uh, the same channel we've watched Taskmaster on had uploaded I Literally Just Told You mm-hmm. and uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats and a lot of other British chat shows with no consequences whatsoever. Yeah. I think it's because Taskmaster does have their own YouTube and wants to direct traffic to that. They're a little fussier. That's true. There's a lot of stuff, though, that I've like tried to find that couldn't yeah. Uh, because we got we ran into a lot of issues with our Hitchhiker's Guide episode. Yeah. Because I was including clips from the Hitchhiker's Guide. They BBC immediately takes that stuff down. Yes. They are making money off the YouTube rip like, excuse me, the Hulu streaming mm-hmm. rights of that. I think it's entirely financial. They're not making money off the show. No, certainly. So they not. don't care that much. Yeah. So uh anyway, we haven't even gotten to the premise of this show. Uh our host, who is Sassy Smurf from yes. Ted Lasso, Ellie Taylor, uh, tells us that our eligible bachelor will participate in three love scenes from iconic films. Iconic. And basically, that will be their date: is doing a sex scene in front of cameras and a director and acting coaches and. It will then go down to him watching them back and deciding which one he had the best chemistry with and then deciding who he'd like to make a sequel with. Hey. Get it. Hey. So we meet our uh, our willing contestant. Leyland. He's a rugby player whose last big relationship Uh, Ended when he was focusing on chasing a rugby career over his relationship. Mm -hmm. And I believe he says he works in catering. Yes, he does say he works in catering. This is such a reality show for the out-of-work actor. Yeah. Because you actually get to show your acting chops off in this show. 
So I was like, okay, this is this makes sense. So he's an attractive fellow. Yep. And he will be uh, going on these three dates that are not dates, they're work. <laughs> and the first one will be Marta. Marta has chosen the scene from Nine and a Half Weeks. Which I find so interesting because Nine and a Half Weeks has aged about as well as the beverage you're drinking. <laughs> it's getting worse over time. Yes. Uh, so is Nine and a Half Weeks. I don't know what Nine and a Half Weeks is. I know a lot of it is. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up a good synopsis because I, I don't want to like... Because like, my experience with Nine and a Half Weeks is just this scene. That this is a very famous scene from uh, for, in the world of film. Uh, and la- I actually might be confusing it with another film. Because the film that I'm thinking of has ice cubes involved. No, this that is this film. Okay. And I believe it is Hot Shots Part Do, one of my favorite films. They do a parody of this scene where uh, Charlie Sheen like breaks an egg open and puts it on her belly and then starts like frying bacon and makes like a full breakfast. Yes. Love that. It's a great joke. So this is, to me, is a very iconic scene. It wouldn't be a movie I would say because I don't know the film that well, but it's definitely like, oh yeah, that film. I remember that from I Love the 80s or whatever. Yeah, it, it's tough because it's a film, it's an early film about BDSM. Is it? Yes, but it's, Subscribing to the tropes that if you're into BDSM, there's something wrong with you. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, like, the Dom in their relationship does assault her, mm. uh, does violate her consent in multiple occasions, mm. and it ultimately does end with her leaving him. Okay. But it's it, it's not aged well because of that problematic element Yeah. of... That kind of relationship, it, it's very proto Fifty Shades of Grey of like, if you're into that, there's something wrong with you. Because yeah. I know you didn't finish the Fifty Shades of Grey movies because we didn't have to. Because we didn't have to. But man, did I want to say some stuff and I hoped we got to watch it. But I believe, if I if I recall correctly, based on just like a little bit of reading, they move into a more vanilla relationship as uh, as they get married and become quote, quote, respectable. Oh, Interesting. So, uh, it's, it's not something we see a lot of. Like, there's not a lot of good representation is what you're Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article because I just wanted to pull this up real quick. Okay. And, you know, they have, it, it, it's very problematic by today's standards. Gotcha. She does, it has a better ending because she leaves him. Mm -hmm. So you could argue that like she gets out of this bad relationship and is it arguing that the relationship is bad or that she was just with a bad person? Hmm. Uh, I, there, we don't see many relationships presented in a positive way in media. Yeah. Uh, I think secretary is one of the few that comes to mind of representing it as a relationship those two people are happy in. Oh, I completely disagree. Um, I I hate the film Secretary. I also hate the film Secretary, (laughs) uh, but I I have heard people say that they do support it. Uh, I I don't like the film Secretary. We we have friends that highly suggested it to... to, to, I don't think I watched it with you. No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Uh, Uh, But I had a friend that highly suggested it to me, and I watched it, and then I yelled at him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, no, what's wrong with you? Bonus episode secretary. Uh, but I read about it because mm. I was doing research. I think during the 50 shades of gray episode, I was doing research right. and read a synopsis for this. Cause I'd never been particularly interested in the film. Yeah. And what I read, I was like, this is not, this is not for me. And I don't, Based on what I was reading, I did not think it was a better. Yeah. But we had friends who discussed yeah. it as a better yeah. version. And we were like, I don't know about this. No, the, the best one is Exit to Eden, which is, uh, we are so off topic, but that's fine. It's Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell are detectives. And they're like, a murder happens like on this like pleasure island. And all of it is just kind of fun gags. Because <laughs> in the end... It's very fun and silly. <laughs> yeah, nine and a half weeks. Uh, even what I find interesting is that someone would choose this scene because Kim Basinger uh, kind of hated this movie a little bit. <laughs> I mean, there's... And interestingly, the director, based on Wikipedia, again, I'm just doing a quick, this since this episode's not about nine and a half weeks, I did not yeah. extensively research it, uh, refused to conduct rehearsals for the two actors. Oh. Which... For a movie with these this many and this kind of sex scene, this is not heard of today. Because one thing I do like about this show yeah. is that they have an intimacy coordinator. And that is a person whose job it is on set to make sure sex scenes are safe, sane, and consensual for all parties. Mm. Uh, there's been a few actors who've gotten themselves in hot water for claiming, like, intimacy coordinators shouldn't exist. Or, I don't need an intimacy... It, it's usually... Uh, Older male actors who've been working for a long time who claim that intimacy coordinators are not needed. Yeah. And most younger actors are like, nah, I love this person. They're great. They're my friend. Yeah. So they do a nice thing where it's like they stand like a few feet apart and they mirror each other's motions as they touch their own body. And they're like, this is my hair. You can touch this. This is my neck. Please avoid this. Yeah. These are my shoulders. This is okay. You can touch this with your hands, but only your hands. Like, stuff like that, which is, like, interesting for us as movie nerds. Yeah. To just kind of be like, oh, all right, yeah, this is how, this makes sense. Uh, I also think it's a little disingenuous because they are being, they're required to cause, essentially cosplay through an existing scene shot for shot. Yeah. So... You at least know that one person knows what this entails and consents to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, nine and a half weeks, this is by far not the worst scene they could have to do. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Uh, I did find it very interesting that they were trying to do this. They established language, like what they want to call things. Yes, I thought this was very interesting. It's like, what would you like to call your genitalia? They agree appropriate language for genitals to avoid any confusion when talking about them. What are words that you might use? Peace. Okay, how about you? Just over dive. Okay. But, you know, it you it stops them from using language someone else may find offensive. Right, right. So I, I think that's I think that's a positive thing. I did, there's something about the delivery of it that made me giggle. We have an acting coach. And this is interesting to me because they're doing a sex scene in a vacuum, essentially. Like, they don't talk about the movies at length or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's just this scene. And uh, there's a moment where she she tries to push him on, like, well, why does he choose the foods he chooses? 
I am upset by this, but continue. Uh, no, I want... Why are you upset by it? Okay, stupid. so... I, I don't... What do you think you'd be feeling and thinking? Thinking, um... Probably, <laughs> I mean, what the okay. food represents. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. So why do you think he makes those choices? Why is he picking these things? Well, the milk... Yeah. <clears throat> probably to represent... semen. Um, I don't know. That was weird. And they act like he's insane. They act like he's an idiot or a monster. <laughs> They're just like, no, uh, it's because she ate a jalapeno and she her mouth is hot. She's like, she spills it all over her face in a sex scene. Like... What do you think they're trying to get across here? Yeah, I, it makes you kind of feel bad for Leyland because it, it's so weirdly set up. Yeah. To, like, make him look like a weird horn dog. And that, this is a great uh, segue to something I wanted to say that I have here written a few times is the premise of this is really easy to reality show, air quotes. Yes. Like, you can do this, take the exact same footage, and then based on what you cut in and, like, what the voiceover says, you can very easily make it, this is the hottest thing in the world. And you can very easily make it, this, this is, is an idiot thing in the who world. doesn't know what sex is. <laughs> and, like, the fact that you have that openness for what you do with the footage to tell any story, really, makes it good fodder for reality television. The next thing note I have here is hey Noah, what's a sex scene without the rest of the movie? And I paused for a moment and I went oh, a porn. So they're essentially like it's very like soft core because there's nothing explicit about Mm -hmm. any of these. Like Mm -hmm. no one's ever in anything less than underwear. Right. But it's also... They're not discussing the movies or the characters. It's very much uh, the scene. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind you of that later, because the acting coach straight up makes a weird choice later in the third yes. people. Uh, so we see Marta getting her makeup done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see them in dressing gowns, having the world's most awkward conversation about her slippers. Yeah. He's like, they're like my granddad's. And I was like, oh, this is a lot like the scene in Love, actually. Yeah, where they're just kind of chatting about yeah, they're nothing. Just shooting the breeze, talking about, mm. oh, these slippers are like my granddad's. Like, it's a very normal, mm. very, like, it's so cute and normal to me. Mm-hmm. And then they do an acting exercise where Marta is supposed to look surprised when Leyland claps his hands. Yeah. It doesn't go great. No. And again, this is. One of those moments you can clearly reality show yeah. where you just take the bad takes. You take the bad takes or you could even film in her making facial reactions to something else that was yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And they talk about they need a bucket. And I was like, yeah, if you're filming anything with food, you usually have a bucket. Yes. Uh, just to, to clarify that, it is very rude to actually eat the food when you're doing a scene because... You'll have to go to the bathroom. Mm. And then you're taking up time. So usually, whenever there's a scene where someone is uh, eating, when they cut away, they spit it out into a bucket. (laughs) It's not always for that... um, 
It's not always because of using the bathroom either. Also getting full. Uh, it's also with actors who are very concerned about their physiques. Mm-hmm. If you have a scene where an actress is supposed to eat cake, a lot of actors are not comfortable eating three or four pieces of cake for a scene. Yeah. And then you don't know. The next day you might have to do a naked scene. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because uh, I've seen some of people not using the bucket because they like the food. Yeah. And then having regrets. Yes. When they're like, oh no, I ate an entire cake. Whoops-a-doodle. Yeah, like when Thor ate the whole pita at the end of uh, Avengers. And then they had to do the take a few times. And then they had to do it a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know famously uh, Kevin Spacey ate the whole banana for K-Pax. Yeah. There's like a scene where he doesn't know what, because he's an alien, that he doesn't know how to eat a banana, so he eats it with the peel. And apparently he did multiple takes of that. (laughs) Uh, None of that sounds especially sexy. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. So there is a nice moment where he sprays her with the seltzer. Mm-hmm. And they both laugh about it. Yes. And, and we never address that why honey is in a mustard bottle in the film or in this. Well, I assume it's label reasoning. Yeah, but like usually even then honey's in like a clear bottle. Like That's true. It's in a clear bottle. I'm, I understand why it's not in the bear. Yeah. <laughs> because the bear, like most people have the honey bear. Uh, but I also want to point out that during the like part where he's spraying her with the seltzer... The acting coach is like, it looks like he's making a, a naughty gesture there. And I wanted to scream like, yeah, that's the point of the scene. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> like, is this your first time seeing the scene? So uh, they kiss and then we're done shooting. And Leyland goes like, ah, I thought we had good chemistry. And then Leyland and Sassy Smurf watch the scene back. Yes. Because they start by watching the scene with Leyland and Sassy Smurf. Mm-hmm. And then they finish by watching the reenactment together. Yes. Uh, the way it's shot and edited, and I, I didn't notice it mm-hmm. in the original, but I'm sh- it's like a shot for shot remake. So I'm sure it's the same. Yeah. It doesn't look like Leyland and Marta are like in the same building for the first half of the scene. Yeah. There's the way it cuts back and forth. They're, they're, it's such a close up. Yeah. That you can't fit both actors into the shot. So it doesn't look like they're in the same shot for mm. like half of this supposedly sexy mm. scene. Uh, they they do a good job, but it's at this point that I've realized we've seen this show before and we've covered it on Stay Doomed. This is just the greatest moment in television history again. Stop! Without Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're... Unfortunately correct. <laughs> I was like, oh, we did this already. My next note was, that's quite steamy. Yeah, it's a show about sex scenes, Sassy Smart. <laughs> yeah, I think... I'm that, like thoroughly irritated by this point in the show, That's too. my biggest takeaway from all of this, is everyone is constantly surprised and scandalized. It's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, so they watch this. The, the part where they're rubbing, like, honey into her thighs looks kind of sexy. I wondered if it was real honey. That's what I wanted to ask. I'm 90% sure they wouldn't use real honey on the film set. No, probably not purely because honey. Have you ever, like, you put honey in your drink 
Honey is a little unmanageable to work with. All right. So, <laughs> I was in a show. I thought you were going to say there wasn't real honey in your drink. I was like, nah. Yeah. I know the bees that honey came yeah. from. Uh, My so, aunt keeps bees. So, uh, I, I was in a show called Night of Sex, and uh, I performed a song by uh, Flight of the Concords uh, called If That's What You're Into. And it's like this little sweet song of like all the things I'd do if if you'd go out with me. Like I'd hang around. I'd, I'd you know, I'd buy you nice things. I'd uh, go into the uh, fridge and cover myself in honey and chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I would let your roommate get involved. Like it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. So I did that on stage. So I did this... Uh, the show where I covered myself in chocolate and honey and peanut butter. <laughs> and like, I was the host of this show. So, no. so after this set, I had to run and take a shower. And then like during the next scene, and then I came out again in a towel and then I left and then I got changed. Getting honey off your body is really hard. Mm hmm. Like, I, the chocolate and the peanut butter were gone immediately. I still had honey in my hair throughout the rest of that show. I'm going to assume tinted glycerin. Something that would let you do another take, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. A tinted, um, tinted baby oil gel, maybe? Yeah, just like a thicker baby oil of some sort. Yeah, like, they make baby oil gel. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you could tint it. Uh, it could be something as simple as just glycerin gel with tint. Yeah. Uh, glycerin's what they use to make sweat and tears often. Oh, interesting. So, I, I think it's not real. The milk was likely uh, also not real. Because yeah, you know under it's great under hot lights? Hot lights, yes. Dairy. Because I know famously the I Love Rocky Road Weird Al Yankovic video... Uh, it's always mashed potatoes instead of ice cream. Yes. So uh, I would imagine that it was. It, it may have been almond milk. Like I'm currently still drinking. What? Mm, spicy milk. Oh god! <laughs> it's so hard to drink my delicious drink anytime I see your drink. <laughs> yeah, you haven't touched your delicious drink that. No, much. I have. Oh, oh! You, I didn't see you refill. <laughs> I, I made more than fit in the champagne flute because I'm gotcha. drinking mine out of a champagne flute. You're drinking yours out of a plastic unbreakable wine cup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, after they watch that, it's time for our second film, uh, which will be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, it's the destruction sex scene. Yes, between... When they're shoving each other and he, like, bends her over to the kitchen table. Yes, between Brad and Lena. Uh, so this is where we meet Maisie. Uh, Maisie is uh, our contestant who is trying to... Like, you gotta remember, he's now completed this nine-and-a-half-week scene, and now he's just with a different girl. Uh, he seems immediately smitten with Maisie. And very little happens here. <laughs> like, there's the, uh, tell us one fact about yourself. Yes. First up to break the ice, they're sharing an interesting fact about themselves. The interesting fact about me is I compete in pageants. Yeah. Which ones? Yeah. Um, recently did Miss Great Britain. <gasps> 
and interesting facts about me. It's probably that I'm well into Maisie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is such an interesting thing to show immediately. Leyland's down to clown. Mm-hmm. She's very bubbly. They discuss boundaries again with the intimacy coordinator. Yeah, they do all that good stuff. The intimacy coordinator, I get his role. The acting coach is so blatantly there to add a sheen of respectability to it. I think it's that and also so she can do stuff in... Uh, talking heads. Talking heads and voiceover. Where she can like make comments to make something seem sillier or worse or better than it is. It, she's, she's good... She's a good piece to a reality show puzzle. She's not super needed. <laughs> no. Uh, they, they do that first kiss, and they're both extremely into that first kiss. Oh, yeah. And then we see multiple takes of this shot where he has to slam her into the painting. Mm-hmm. And again, we have one of those charming little moments where he's like, it was really hard. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, they're very cute. Um, we see the shirt get stuck on his face as she's trying to pull off his shirt. Uh, that's another like reality show thing they could have very easily done is like, if they hadn't had chemistry, they would have shown how bad they were doing based on her not being able to get a shirt off. And on top of that, you could have planned a moment where you're like, make the neck tight on him. So it's hard to pull off his head. Ooh. Or, or you can go the other way and say, like, let's make a really crappy shirt that will rip easy. Like, this is a, a little thing that you can add to kind of, like, add some drama to this episode and still have it be real. Yeah. Just a little bit more controlled. We also kind of keep seeing the coach make a stank face during the shoot. But yeah. he keeps cutting to the coach making, like, a stank face. Not the intimacy coordinator. He usually just looking at them like, yeah, they're they're doing what they said they were going to do. Well, Everybody's cool. I have two theories on why she's making that stank face. One, uh, based on evidence here, she has never seen any of these movies. And is just very much turned off by the idea that these people are doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I used to coach Shakespeare. Or... Uh, the more practical version is she needs to look upset because she thinks they're going to do VO later of her making fun of it. Yeah. Because she's pretty negative in the earlier part. There's a whole thing about like, it's impossible teaching people how to act that she says in the first About Marta. Yeah. When Marta does not look surprised well. But this one, I think they decide to go into the direction of like, damn, they actually have some chemistry and they are, Ooh, this is a hot scene. Yeah. So they just kind of let it speak for itself. But they still keep cutting to her stank face. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that they had the no one, they had. Yeah, I was say, no one made them cut to her constantly. Yeah. And uh, then we have them watch it back. And this is where we get uh, Sassy Smurf going, Against the wall, bosh! Against the wall, bosh! And uh, yeah, they're just like, yeah, this was very, very sexy. It was hot sexy. Cool. Moving on. Our last one is Out of Sight. Yes, the J-Lo, George Clooney film, uh, where they spend most of the time locked in the trunk of a car. And it's a slow kiss, a strip tease, it's all in the eyes, there's no lines. Yes, this is not a part where they're locked in the trunk of a car. Yeah, they're in what looks to be a hotel suite. Yeah. Or maybe an apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the other thing I notice is George Clooney's big old grampy panties. Yeah, he's got big old boxers on. And Leyland laughs at because they're they are untidy whiteies. <laughs> they are Lucy whiteies. Yeah, like they're big white boxers. They're diapery. Yeah, because they're plain white boxers. Yeah, but they've got that balloon effect. Yeah, they're they're almost gym shorts. Yes. Yeah. And um. I don't mind making fun of this because that costume designer probably should have did a costume test on that before they did it for the sex scene. So lady number three is Trish. Yes. Now she is about, she's 41 making her nearly 20 years older than Leyland. Yes. Something she is playing up heavily. Uh, I got Corella DeVille vibes from her. She looks like she learned how to do her personal styling in the 2000s and never looked back. Never learned anything, yeah. Uh, she has the... This is a very niche reference, so bless your hearts if you get this. Mm-hmm. The Maybelline Dream Matte Mousse foundation look of like yeah. that very cakey, dark foundation mm-hmm. that does not match her neck or chest. Yeah. It's like two shades darker than the rest of her body. With extremely bleach blonde hair. So the contrast is like a little bit rough mm. and doesn't really do her a lot of favors. Right. And she's extremely sexually forward. Yes. She she calls herself a cougar. Uh, Leyland calls her a milf. And uh, yeah, it's like they want to go at it immediately. And then they ask, she does. And they ask Leyland what his character is thinking. So what do you think your character's thinking, Leyland? Get money, get pussy. <laughs> and then the acting coach, again, this is a scene where Jennifer Lopez is all confidence. Mm-hmm. She wants this. She's all intense eye contact and intense stares. All confidence. That's even what Sassy and Leyland say when they're watching it. Mm. Trish, you're thinking, have you made the right decisions? so you're thinking am I doing the right thing should I be doing this which is not the scene we watched yeah not at all the scene we watch with Jennifer Lopez is all confidence yeah there doesn't seem to be any second guessing or questioning in the scene we Mm -hmm. watched and I haven't seen the full film no but if you're just presenting that scene in a vacuum I don't think she's questioning anything she's doing no not at all and Leyland, you're thinking that terrible thing you said. Yes, that terrible thing you said, because I am so easily scandalized. I didn't read what this show was going to be. And uh, <laughs> you, there's a moment where she's like, all right, let's 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 do the kiss. And you see her get so excited. Yeah. And then you see Leyland, like, wipe his eyes. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Like, ooh, that's some rough editing there. Yeah. It's where we learn about the modesty garments. Yes. Because they haven't really needed them in the other scenes because there wasn't really any nudity in the previous scenes. Yes. Uh, This is a flesh-colored underwear with, like, a silicone cup that covers up your genitals so that sex scenes don't become sex. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, So, like, we learn about them here, and 
he's kind of like, I feel like I look silly because I'm wearing dress pants with this over top of it. And she's like, you can play with mine if you want. Woof. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, we, We see the scene. A lot of the scene is like, unlike Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is like kissing, 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 kissing. There's a lot of lead up in this. Yes. And so we see like the striptease of it, her taking out her earrings and they only actually do, they kiss like in bed, like she's laying down, he's on top of her and he kisses her for two seconds, kisses her neck for four and then kisses her for two seconds. Yeah. So it's a lot of build for a very exciting eight seconds of kissing. Yes. Uh, again, they they do a nice job. Yeah. <laughs> and they watch it back. And now, Leyland's got to choose someone to make a sequel with. So now they're each in the room they filmed in, in costume. Yeah. Waiting, or not in costume, they're in their clothes. Yeah. But they're each in their set. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the sets are tiny, for the yeah. most part. Uh, especially the set for nine and a half weeks is very small because they don't mm-hmm. need much more space than the refrigerator. Right. So each girl is standing in her set waiting for Leyland. Yes. And he chooses to have a sequel with Maisie. The Mr. one he had the really good chemistry with and really liked. Yeah, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith girl. And he calls her by far the best. Yes. It is clear to me that this is all orchestrated. Yeah. Like, there's not three different sets with three women, like, waiting to see if he comes through the door. If there were, we would cut to the other two girls and say, like, he didn't pick you. And we'd see that. Yeah, we'd see their talking heads. I'm sure this was all, they shot just like, I need you standing right here. And then they're they also, shot the the one with the winner. I, I believe they're also still wearing the outfits. Yeah. That they wore in their initial interview. Mm-hmm. So we end with like an animal house style. Where are they now? Yes. Uh, we find out that Leyland stayed friends with Marta. Yeah. Not anything more, but they became friends. They became friends. Trish is still single and wants to plan a meet cute where she bumps someone's trolley in a... Uh, Grocery store, because that's how J-Lo and Ben Affleck got back together. Right. And Leyland and Maisie are no longer together. Leyland needs a new fun fact. Needs a new fun fact. Uh, I personally believe that uh, not only is is this ending kind of like just editing and orchestrated, I bet they shot him picking all three girls. Yeah. And then they just chose which one he after like they shot all three they were like so who do you choose but there's not like a prize no there's not like a and the girl you pick you'll get to go to a movie premiere with and yeah like uh, not even like a fairly inexpensive easy yeah. prize like they didn't get a sponsor to get to provide like <laughs> a prize of some like um, you know to the Bahamas. It doesn't even have to be that. It's just like a dinner date is what you should win. Because like, that's what you went on the dating game and you didn't have to make three movies. Yeah. So. So two episodes were done. Yes. But this was panned. Nobody liked the show. 
I read a bunch of reviews for it, and they were all one to two stars out of five. Right. Uh, there was a second episode produced with a female contestant and three men, and it would have been The Notebook. Okay. That uh, sounds expensive because you got to make it rain. Uh, the Ghost Unchained Melody Sequence. Oh, my love. Yeah. My darling. The Pottery Wheel. Yes. And Fifty Shades of Grey, none of the articles said which scene. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of sex scenes in that movie. So I don't know which one they were going to do. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the one where he's carrying her off from the party. <laughs> I think I think they would choose a red room scene. And uh, this, this would have been the guy's choice. Yeah. So, like... Lots of flags for that guy. <laughs> Lots of flags for sure. Um, yeah, this show is... They, uh, they were supposed to air on May 13th and May 20th in the 10 p.m. slot, which is after Watershed, which is why right. they could do this. Uh, but since the May 13th episode was very poorly received, they just didn't bother. Just didn't bother. They just aired an episode of 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown instead. <laughs> That's very silly. If someone was tuning in to see uh, this show and instead got Jimmy Carr, that's a, that's a very different end of the spectrum. I mean, for me, it's a net win. <laughs> uh, do we know anything else uh, about the, like, reception and stuff? Bad. Bad? Because I know you mentioned uh, a few times on screen, uh, hashtag C4 love scene is displayed. I'm guessing Channel 4 love scene. Yeah, and people liked Ellie Taylor, but did not like the show. (laughs) And they liked the host. Yeah, they... Who thinks of these dating shows? This is so cringe. Uh, There were very few tweets total. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this, and I looked at the hashtag, and it's... uh, One... Two, three, four, five, six different users. <laughs> Just six people and they're all trashing it? Yeah, like one of them is trying to live tweet it. Okay. So, and one of the people live tweeting it is just like super mad about it. That makes sense. Um. So, yeah, like, can you imagine a show one person is tweeting? Like, there's not even like... Ellie Taylor live tweeting it. Yeah, nobody, not even the people on the like show. Like Channel liked it. Four doesn't even appear to have live tweeted it. That's funny. Uh, so I have to ask though, because this is immediately what I did. What what would be the three you wanted to see? Oh God, I'd want to see. Yeah, because I don't want to do this. I knew like that was originally. I don't want to do that. It was originally how I was going to ask that question, and I knew you'd be like, "Well, I wouldn't do this show." No, like I there might be like romance scenes I would no. consider doing, but I can't imagine doing like anything yeah. this much on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, what ones? See, I think a lot of the ones I think are. Do you want real answers or troll answers? I mean, I had Watchmen to... when they're in the ship. That was the first one I thought of. <laughs> the first one I thought of was Watchmen, the Hallelujah scene. 
I was like, oh, they should totally do Watchmen. They have to they have to buy those costumes. They have to get a spaceship set, and they have to buy the rights to Hallelujah. <laughs> um, Hallelujah. That scene is shot for shot from the comic, but I, is so bad it almost ruins that film. Because they don't use Hallelujah in the comic, and yeah. I think that's part of it. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the first one I thought of, and then the second one I thought of. I, I, I'm not positive the name of this film. Gossip. Okay. Where Wreath Witherspoon and I think it's Ethan Hawke. No, Josh Hartnett uh, are going at it on a roller coaster. That's fear, and that's fear. Mark Wahlberg. Fear. Yes. <laughs> I remember watching that movie. Like they're not really going to do this, are they? Oh, they are. Huh. Uh, I would think uh, Atonement. Atonement? The library scene. Okay. Uh, Titanic. Yeah, they mentioned Titanic in the opening of this. Um, Big sweaty car scene. Ghost would have been one I would have thought would be up there. Ghost, yeah. I can't think of like another really iconic one where it's like known for it. Uh... Probably uh, Fatal Attraction. What's that one? Like, they're like cooking. Okay. And then they just kind of start going at it, I would say. Because Fatal Attraction, is that the ice pick one? No, that's Basic Instinct. My bad. uh, Yeah. I mix those up because I think the parody of those was like Fatal Attraction, or no, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct. I think it was like Fatal Instinct Yeah, yeah. was the parody. Mm-hmm. And because all of those movies came out when I was very, very small, if mm-hmm. I was born at all, uh, they're all conflated in my head. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking uh, Team America World Police. when And just have them like marionetted. <laughs> just people holding their limbs attached to ropes. They do all these like wacky positions. That's so weird. It'd be great television. <laughs> but yeah, like thinking about like the icon- Twilight where they break Twilight the bed. Prob- yeah, that would probably be in there. Um, they also break the bed in my super ex girlfriend. Um, yeah, like I don't watch a lot of like. The steamy movies, you know? Shape of Water. Shape of Water! Oh my god, yeah. One of them's just dressed like a fish. <laughs> We're gonna fill this whole bathroom up with water. It'll come spilling out. It's gonna be great. Hellraiser. Um... Are we just talking about, like, murder ones now? Well, there's the, there's the makeout scene in Hellraiser. Gone Girl? Gone Girl? Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) No spoilers, but yeah. Absolutely Gone Girl. (laughs) Yeah, so... I think the show... For the pilot, they they played it really safe. Yeah. I think there's a lot of places to go with this. Uh, And... I think controversially... I'm going to give this a stay tuned because it was made in 2022. Okay. In 2022, there are no people who are like, God, 
I just can't find a date. I will turn to reality shows and legitimately look for love. I can believe that that happened in 2004. Yeah. Where people were like, I don't know, I'll go on a reality show, maybe I'll find somebody. So is your argument for Stay Tuned to give some actors some work? Yes! <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is funny enough that like you're going to get people who want to be on television, are okay with what the, sh- the show is. They're not being like exploited and being put into an awkward, unsafe environment. And they're going to create something really silly. All right. So I, I, if you told me that we found episode two, I would put it on right now. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm giving this a stay doomed purely because I could see a lot of very bad things coming from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there could be, I'm going to use the phrase bad actors, but you know what I mean when I say bad actors. Yeah. Uh, Not people who are bad at the art of acting. uh, People who are not good people. Yes. Doing this. And I could see this becoming a real life horror movie for someone. Right, right. I I, I understand that. There's just one thing left to do now. Yeah. Sassy Smurf hosted a reality show. Oh boy. Where do we put her on our reality show tier list? Okay. We got the, the elite tier, the amazing tier, the serviceable, the who, the please stop, and the Luke Tipple tier. I'd put her somewhere in serviceable. Somewhere in serviceable. Uh, so, let's see. We'll, I would put her above... It's tough because I can't see it. I know, and that's purposeful. I would put her above, I'd put her above the operator. I would put her above. I don't know if I'd put her above the operator. Oh, you want to put her at, after the the operator? Yeah, good boy. All right. So that's the, the bottom of serviceable. Yeah, that's fair. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So uh, that puts her below uh, or on the same tier as the operator as, uh, the, the guy from USA Superstar, uh, the handsome guy from... Not the handsome guy, the, the, the middle guy from The Quest, and Matthew Patrick. <laughs> what are we watching next week? We are watching Darren Brown Presents The Push. The Push. This is something you really wanted to do. This is one of the... We haven't done one of these in a while. This is something I have seen and you have not. Yes. So this was very, very And by a while, do you mean two weeks? Because we did Vince McMahon's butt two weeks ago. I had never seen that before. (laughs) Yeah, check out our mystery media, which was Vince McMahon's butt. (laughs) I assumed you had seen that before. No, I had never seen that before in my life. Uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, and thank you to our super uh, awesome patrons. If you want to be a patron, uh, please uh, feel free to sign up at patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Help decide what we watch on the show, and thank you to Matthew for being a super cool patron. Where can people find us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to tell me what love scene you would choose if you were on Let's Make a Love Scene, I'm at plus two comedy on Twitter. If you know another reality dating show that you think we should do, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.